Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale loan to the public, go to RMFP.com. How was the weekend? We went to the movie Elvis and greatly enjoyed it. No, I'm all shook up. It's a movie about Elvis? Yeah. Tom Hanks is great as Tom Parker, the greasy, uh, oh. oily, manipulative. They yeah. told it from his point of view, which I had sec- I kind of second-guessed. But uh, Austin Butler was just terrific as Elvis. And that's in the theaters now? Yes, it is. And it's worth seeing. Have you been to theaters, back to the theaters yet? I've never been a theater guy anyway. I like the theater when it comes to musical comedy and theater productions. But I would say, even before COVID, if I went to go to the movies four times a year, that'd be a lot. That's about what we are, too, I would say. We really pick our spots. That's not my my big thing. I don't know. I just get too restless sitting in there. You can only eat, eat so much popcorn <laughs> and uh, snow caps. Do you check your phone? No. Okay. No. I, ew, no That's I, the real test. No, I don't want to check my phone during the unless I'm going to see a kids movie mm-hmm. and then I'm on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're and, that guy. Well, with, with when my daughter was younger, we used to go see animated movies. I mean, I had no interest in them. You go because your daughter wants to go, mm-hmm. not because you want to go. But you you got it through and you. And you wind up watching the movie, kind of, and you just keep looking over at her to see if she's enjoying it. And that's why you go, not because you're dying to see it. Well, I know you always got mixed reviews. You got mostly good reviews, but also mixed. But I, I yeah. can recommend it to people. Okay, maybe I'll go see it. Maybe I'll go see it. All right, time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. All right, we have some breaking news that we want to get to. This is important. Broncos practice with shoulder pads today. Very I, exciting. I thought it was going to be about Nazem Kadri. Very, very exciting. So they practice in shoulder pads today in preparation. Did they pop at all? Um, not really. Shoulder pads have to pop. No, they'll be popping tomorrow. First full day of full contact tomorrow. Now, Nathaniel Hackett, he wasn't pleased with his offense in the start of practice. Let it be known to the players. Uh, let it be known in his uh, post-practice press conference. Then, after a second false start on the second-team offensive line, Russell Wilson did what leaders do, did what Peyton Manning would do brought the entire offense, including the backups, into the huddle to give them a little bit of a pep talk, and they responded well over the next period. Another point during practice, I was standing right there. Wilson misfired on a pass to Cortland Sutton in 11-on-11, and this is very much Manning-esque. So after the play, Wilson and Sutton ran it again as the second team huddled. Then during special teams, he and Sutton worked that play again. Very similar to what Peyton Manning would do, that if he told a guy to run a seven and a half yard out and he ran an eight yard out, he'd look at that wide receiver, bark at him for a while and say, we're going to do this five to ten more times until we get this right. With that, we saw a lot of accountability with um, 
Russell Wilson, even Dalton Reisner talked about that today at his post-game press conference. We saw that with Hackett today. And when you see that type of accountability that we haven't seen really in a very long time, specifically, if I'm talking about the Vic Fangio era, how much more confident are you that you have the coach, but more specifically the quarterback, the leader of the team, holding his guys responsible? That's what jumped out at me. I You alluded to it being Peyton Manning-esque, the but I thought the most interesting thing was Russell Wilson barking at his guys, talking to his guys over something the second offense did. Right. The second false start. That That's is, a Manning trait. It's a, it's a blanket accountability as uh, applied by the quarterback. Right. And, and that's why you bring in a guy like that, a guy who has a Super Bowl ring, has been to two Super Bowls. You know, we, we've heard it too many times to count that, you know, once – Russell Wilson was brought in, it was like pumping oxygen, not only into the locker room, but into the entire facility. He is a leader. I know you can make the case that he can be corny at times and the whole let's ride thing. And his wife is there at every practice. At the end of the day, the guy's a tireless worker. He is a winner. He's going to hold guys accountable and he practiced what he preaches. Now, let's not be naive. Uh, There was nothing particularly unprecedented or mouth popping about any of that. But it was impressive in the sense of laying the foundation for credibility and authority all through the all through the locker room. No question, and be, especially when you consider what we have seen since Peyton Manning retired. Joe Flacco honestly wasn't that guy. Case Keenum wasn't that guy. When you had young guys here like a Trevor Simeon and a Paxton Lynch and a Drew Locke, you know those guys didn't really for lack of a better phrase, command the room. They didn't have the resumes. Joe Flacco did, but he was he was ex, he was here for a cup of coffee. Now, in the meantime, KJ Hamler back on the field, came off the pup list, and following practice, wow, did he say some powerful things that I don't think a lot of us knew about. He opened up about the struggles he's been dealing with for a very long time. It's been a tough journey, to be honest. You know, um, you know, I was just it was just so much stuff I was dealing with being piled up, you know, on top of each other, on top of each other. You know, at one point, um, you know, just dealing with the ACL, um, and, and a little bit of more things, you know, family situations, you know, my you know, my first my, my love of my life passed, you know, my grandmother, so that was the toughest thing and you know, the devil was on my back for a while and um, you know, I wish I would have never did it by myself. You know, I wish I would have asked for help because, you know, at some point, it was at one point in my life, and I'm just be honest with y'all because I'm more vulnerable and, you know, more confident in myself about saying it, but um, at one point, I didn't want to be here. Like, I didn't want to be in this world. You know, I, it was one point I just didn't want to be on earth no more, you know, because I lost my, my granny and that really hurt me. Um, so, just, just you know, God gave me the strength just to get out that hole and, you know, he knew I was strong enough to get through. I didn't feel like I was at the time and, you know, just getting out that hole was just is very hard and very tough. You know what I'm saying? Just having all these things going on and, you know, piling on top of each other. It was a hard process. But, you know, just to see where I'm at from where I started and where I'm at now, you know, a big change. And I'm proud of myself and I know my grandmother proud. You know, um, like I said, like most of my most of everybody, especially on the team, like I tell them I love them every day. You know, just you you'll you'll never know when your last day is and you know, I started to appreciate that more as I got older. You know, I feel like when we're younger and we're kids, we don't realize, you know, you know how much your dad or your mom wants you to say or just call up on them and check up on them and just say, like, hey, I, I love you, I miss you, that's all I want to say. You know what I mean? That means a lot. So, you know, I take every day, every step, 
You know, I'm blessed, you know, just because I can get out of bed and walk on two feet. You know what I mean? Some people can't do that. You know what I mean? So I'm just very blessed right now. Um, that means out here in front of y'all, talking to y'all, and just being out here just to play ball, you know. So football brought me, brought me back to life. Nah, I'm grateful. That's so powerful. I just want to repeat a couple of things he said to get it underscored. The devil was on my back for a while. I wish I would have done it myself. I wish I would have asked for help. At one point, I didn't want to be here. I didn't want to be in this world. That's powerful, even brave. Mm-hmm. And let, let's face it, we've all been there to, to varying degrees, to differing degrees. How far have we've you all I, been there? I'll talk about me, but I'll ask you. You don't have to share much, but I don't mind doing it. How far have you been down that rabbit hole? Oh, I think we've all been down that rabbit hole to a certain point. It's getting out of tape measure and measuring how deep you are right. and assessing and assessing how far you how, how far you need to fight this. Right. Uh, I'm not looking for any empathy when I say this. I can totally relate to what KJ Hamler is going through, and I'll put it this simply, without getting into too much detail. When my daughter was born, 14 years ago, that's the moment I said to myself, I don't have that option anymore. Think about that. Mm -hmm. Because I've thought about that a lot. Been very fortunate to have a great career, had a tough childhood, just like I'm sure a lot of people did. But that has crossed my mind way too many times. But the day my daughter was born, I was not upset but I was kind of upset that I lost that option mm-hmm. if it's an option I wanted to take. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm not clinically diagnosed with depression, but I've gone to plenty of dark places that has crossed my mind too many times to count. So when I hear people talk like that, I can't say I get it at their level, but I can say from a personal standpoint, I can understand that at a visceral level. That kind of admission, admitting what the situation still carries with it a, sign, a stigma of weakness in some cases. We aren't we aren't good enough to acknowledge that and consider it, uh, especially in a tough guy sport like football. Right. You're not supposed to talk like that. <clears throat> right. You really aren't. Right. Oh, you got a great life. You got look at all the money you're making. Blah blah blah. And and the toughness of football. You're just not supposed to give in to the uh, weakness, weakness, the stigma. Here's the thing. <clears throat> K.J. Hamler is a football player. He is a person first. I don't know if he's, uh, if he's married. I don't know if he is a father. But he will be a husband first. He will be a father first. He is a person first. This is, this is just what he does for a living. That's what he does for a living. And if people have a problem with that stigma, stigma, I feel badly for you if you don't understand it. And you know what? There's a part of me that says, I hope you don't understand what it's like to be down that rabbit hole. I say good on you. But to be able to say, I need help. I'm willing to talk about it. You know, Brandon Marshall, the wide receiver, former Broncos wide receiver, he was diagnosed with personality disorder. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you something, when he was here and I covered him, um, he was always great with me, but I heard horror stories from people inside that organization. When he went to a dark place, like he was a guy you just did not want to be around. 
and he did come out and say, I am, I am diagnosed with this. And he is a guy who is now leading the charge to talk about this publicly. I think it takes great strength, great courage to do what Brandon Marshall did, to say what KJ Hamler did. It is not weakness. It is strength. Those who are strong can come out and say, this is me. Those who are weak are those who can't admit it and allow the problem to continue. It's just the opposite, Terry. It is just the opposite. Strength is saying, I have a problem. Weakness is ignoring the problem and saying, I don't, even though everybody around you knows that you do. And at the very end, Handler said, football brought me back to life and I'm grateful. Yep. That was powerful. Right. And I feel badly for him in terms of his career. He had a lot of drops in his you know, opening year, his rookie campaign. He played 13 games, though. Then he was injured the majority of last year, missed 14 games. He's been in and out of the lineup. He has struggled at times holding on to the ball. He is a perfect complement to a Russell Wilson because Wilson likes the deep ball. And he's a guy that you want to root for. Listen, there are a lot of guys in that locker room you want to root for. Had a great conversation with Quinn Miners. Comes from a small college, right? A small town, too. Rooting for him. Dalton Reisner, rooting for him. I'm not trying to single those two guys out and not include everybody else. But these are people first, not athletes. They are people first. And to tie it to something that's very, very unfortunate, Rashawn Salam's legacy lives on at the University of Colorado, but we lost him way too soon. No question. I don't know. At the end of the day, it's about seeking help and admitting, you know yes. what, I have a problem. And many, many years ago, I finally had to come to the realization that I had to do something about it. And I won't extrapolate on what it is, but when I did it, all I thought was, I wish I would have done this 30 years ago. I wish I wouldn't have done this in my mid-40s. I wish I would have recognized it and had the courage and had the strength to do something about it instead of saying, I got it. Coming up after the break, had a great conversation with Quinn Miners, who looks like he's going to be the starting right guard this season. Great conversation coming up with him next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At T. Fry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale loan to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, if you are looking to do some remodeling, highly recommend you go with Ed Goldinger and Pinnacle Builders. Uh, they do high-end basements, bathrooms, kitchens, custom counters, and cabinets. You're working with the best. And there's so many things I like about Ed. First of all, he's a uh, tremendously good guy. That's number one. But that's not why you do business with him. You don't do business with somebody because they're a really good guy. 
but he's a really easy guy to get along with, easy guy to work with. But looking at his experience, he started off in the Army as a carpenter and a mason, started his own business, Pinnacle Builders. 33 years later, my opinion, premier remodeling company in Denver. And he really stands by his work. A lot of contractors, listen, they'll guarantee their work maybe up to a year. He feels so confident in his work. He gives you a two-year warranty. That's confidence, knowing that he has done it right and that you're not going to be calling him in a year and saying, man, I have some problems. He feels good about what he does and his crew does. Remodel today with Pinnacle Builders at PinnacleDen.com. That's PinnacleDen.com, the best in home remodeling. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. Anytime you uh, get drafted by a team and you have a nickname, it almost sounds like, not necessarily that you're a circus act, but you are, for lack of a better phrase, you're a gimmick. So you look at Quinn Miners, came in known as the belly right? His belly would hang over his pants. Well, he is no longer the belly, even though he shows his midsection a little bit. He has lost a lot of weight. He took this offseason seriously, knowing that Nathaniel Hackett was going to run more zone blocking, outside zone blocking. He wanted to make sure that he was in shape and he could, you know, use his feet to his advantage. That's why he dropped the weight. And so far, Nathaniel Hackett and Outen, the offensive coordinator, have noticed. And that's why he's been, for lack of a better phrase, the guy getting most of the reps at right guard. Had a conversation with him earlier today. How much has everything slowed down for you in year two? <clears throat> yeah, a lot of things have, have slowed down. You know, I, I'm, I've really, you know, locked in on my, my preparation. Um, I've able to, you know, use the things that I learned that didn't work well last year. Um, and, and keep a, a, being able to add more things to here, you know, utilizing more time during my off day, utilizing more time during in between meetings and stuff, um, preparing. And I mean, the main thing I've been telling people is that I'm I'm used to having the crowd here now. I've right. never had that uh, type of atmosphere before at a practice. Um, and yeah, I mean, now now it doesn't it doesn't take me so long to identify a defense. I can kind of just I can look in the huddle and count guys, and now I can go, yep, that's what defense is out here, and it's, it makes it so much easier to play. As you look back on last year, coming from a smaller school in Wisconsin, was the jump bigger than you thought it would be to the NFL, or was it not a big deal? Um, you know, it was. I mean, <laughs> a freaking massive jump. You know, I mean, I'm going against. You know, guys that are way shorter, not as strong, not as fast, <laughs> right. you know, and also like, I mean, I'm going against like a lot of older guys that have been playing for you know right. eight years, in right. the league, you know, and I'm, you know, starting against the Eagles and I'm playing against Fletcher Cox, <laughs> you know, all game. So like, right. you know, I'm, I'm, there's a different, there's levels to it, obviously, Division three to the NFL. Um, but by the end of the year, I was starting to really close that gap of how big the jump, I guess you could say, felt. I know you feel confident with what you can do, but what does it mean to you with a brand new coaching staff, a brand new offensive coordinator? They said, Quinn, day one, we want you out with the starting offense at right guard. All due respect to Garrett, all due respect to Moody, but you were the first guy out there. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm grateful for the opportunity. I've always been um, grateful for opportunities that have you know presented itself my way, and you know, I don't think at times I don't think it's happening for, as an accident. You know, I I think I, last year I put a lot of good good plays together on film. Um, I mean, I constantly work hard throughout the off season. That's I mean, that's a given, just because it's something you can control. I mean, I love the weight room and and constantly preparing. And you know, this this new scheme, a new offense, presented a new challenge for itself, and I fully embraced it. And you know, worked on re re body comping myself. Everyone's been talking about me losing so little bit of weight, um, and that's because there's new expectations and new new um, requirements for my job. Talking about the requirements for your job. When you were in college, would you have ever considered yourself an outside zone blocking guy? No, most people would look at me as just <laughs> as just a gap inside zone type guy, just right. because you know, I mean, I was a lot I was a lot fatter in college, and I you know I was you know pushing three thirty, three thirty five, and not a great looking three thirty five, and that's all we ran was gap and and stuff at, at Whitewater. So no. That's and that was the big key uh, to the, to my draft process. It was going to the Senior Bowl and being able to show that I wasn't just that type of a player. I can also move around and play different positions. I'm from Chicago, so I know Midwestern humidity as well as anyone. What's more difficult, altitude or dying in that humidity <laughs> up in Wisconsin? Uh, I would say like initially the altitude really sucks for a while. You know, probably good you know, two, three weeks before you actually get acclimated. But once you get acclimated and you get, you get used to that cycle of, um, cause it, when you're in the humidity, it's easy to see how much water you're losing, but out right. here it's a lot more or subtle of how much water you're actually losing just right. because of how dry it is. Um, honestly, the sun intensity out here on my fair skin is not, uh, not great. So I've, uh, learned from last year and added, no suntan added, lotion? Added, added sunscreen to my arsenal this year. I'm getting better with it. So, but yeah, my face still, just gets torched <laughs> under the well, helmet. <laughs> well, I was about to say, you got the helmet on. Yeah, so now he's got this little window. <laughs> the little window is where I get, uh, you can see the line with my. It's all right. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, just a little working tan line, you know, a little farmer's tan. I get a kick out of it and appreciate his self-deprecation and humility there. And I can actually connect some dots here. He's from small town Hartford, Wisconsin, which is about 40 miles from Milwaukee. And I will tell you that Wisconsin Whitewater is a glorious traditional football program. It's pretty much the Alabama of Division Three, So he got to play some pretty good football there. That's where Eric Studisville went and played. He was from Madison, but he went to Whitewater. So he's got, we shouldn't really discount completely his college football experience. In some ways, uh, it's good for a guy like that to go to a place where he can play a lot, learn, and even maybe put on a few pounds and learn how to come away from there and pay attention. And it's very interesting that he's, He's gotten the chance because he's been willing to immerse himself in learning the offense and learning how to do things and learning the little things on the field. Well, he also has put himself in a, a situation knowing what the new offense was going to look like, and he said, I need to drop the weight. And you noticed right away. He dropped about 15 or 20 pounds. We noticed literally right away when you know you would see him during you know early mini camps are like, where is the belly? Looks like that thing is gone. So he is serious about, you know, wanting to be a terrific player in the NFL. And he seems like he has the intellectual curiosity mm -hmm. to want to learn the playbook, to be part of this team. <clears throat> and, you know, there are a lot of, and I am not suggesting this is going to be him, but a lot of times when guys play at smaller schools, 
They are looked at as, man, can they really make it? Yada, yada, yada. You can make the case. You can make the case that two of the top 10 players of all time came from small schools. Which ones? Would you like to guess? No, go ahead. Jerry Rice. Yes. And Walter Payton. Yes. Jackson State, Mississippi Valley State. Right. And then looking here locally, Shannon Sharp didn't go to a big school. I'm not making comparisons between Sharp, Payton, Rice, and Quinn Miners. Rod Smith went to a small school. A guy covered with the Bills. Andre Reed went to a small school. They had the talent. They just happened to play at small schools for whatever reason. For a sporting news story, I did spend some time in the offseason with Jerry Rice in his home hometown of Crawford, Mississippi, and uh, got the tour of his upbringing, including college football at, at Mississippi Valley State. And it's very impressive that he overcame some distinct disadvantages to be so good. But he wanted to be great. I mean, that was just the bottom line. He knew he wanted to be great, and I will go back to Kyler Murray, who... <laughs> who at the end of the day, they didn't. The, the Cardinals didn't feel that he was studying enough, and he has all the talent in the world. And there's a difference between being really good because you have the talent to do it or having the commitment to wanting to be great. I say this all the time, and I'll use wealth as my example. Everybody wants to be rich. Everybody wants to be rich. But who's committed to being rich? That's the difference. Those who want are, generally speaking, dreamers. You want it, but you're not willing to work for it. When you're committed to being rich, when you're committed to being great, that's when you separate yourself from the pack. So when I look at a Kyler Murray, I'm sorry. He is not committed to be great. He wants to be great, but he wants to do it on his own terms, being incredibly physically gifted. But if your team has to say to you, please study the playbook four hours a week, which is nothing, I'm sorry you're not committed. Can Quinn Miners be a season-long starter for a really good team? Yeah, why can't he? I don't know. I'm asking. I don't see any reason why he couldn't. I mean, he's already shown the commitment to drop the weight. Is he's he good? A- is he good? In other words, is he good enough yet to, to lift a team, to be a part of lifting a team above its previous stature? I, I don't. I, I guess we'll find out as much as anything else if he's going to be playing 17 games this year. I guess what I'm, I, I'm, I was pussyfooting there a little bit. Is he good enough to is he good enough to be an entrenched starter for a really good team? I'll put it to you this way. He seems committed to wanting to be there. And and I am a firm believer in this. Whether it is doing radio, television, athletics, business, whatever it is. God gives you a certain amount of God-given talent. You only get so much. Are you willing to maximize your potential every day? You take your talent, you mix it in with hard work and knowing the difference between working hard and working smart. And if you have great talent and great work ethic, that combo will make you great. But I will tell you this. I look at a guy like Tim Tebow, and I'm going to bring him up for this reason. Mm -hmm. He was not blessed with God-given talent to play quarterback at the NFL level. But I will not question how hard he worked to try and become a better quarterback. He had a lot of quarterback coaches, for lack of a better phrase. Mm -hmm. But you're only given so much talent. I look at a guy like Drew Locke. I think he has God-given talent. What he doesn't have 
is a fast processor when it comes to diagnosing defenses and things like that. He doesn't have a short memory. He was given certain gifts, but he wasn't given a bunch of gifts. I'm not suggesting he doesn't work hard. But guys like a Jerry Rice, who had great talent, and his workouts were legendary, a guy like Walter Payton, who built a hill and he'd run up it famously. You know who else did that as well? Who would who built a hill? Ladanian Tomlinson. Because mm-hmm. Walter Payton was his guy growing up. So Ladanian Tomlinson built a hill so he can run up and down it. And for a certain amount of time, Ladanian Tomlinson was one of the best backs in football. In this case, Quinn Miners was out there the starting with the starters the first day. Nathaniel Hackett said, well, we're just kind of rotating people in and out, kind of see who can play with who and blah, blah, blah. Do you believe any of that or do you think Miners is going to be the guy? I do believe he's going to be the guy, and I'll tell you why. Because yesterday they had a day off, mm-hmm. and the coaches had a chance to look at tape, and they tape everything. Yeah, this guy sure doesn't do. lie. So they looked at everything. And he was back out there. Today. And he was back out there. And he didn't. He did not rotate with Moody. Not to say that Moody isn't going to be really good. For all we know, Moody could be challenging Dalton Reisner. Mm-hmm. But Reisner has taken every snap at left guard. It's another guy you root for, local guy, right? Mm-hmm. You want him to succeed, and he has the right attitude. It's just the way Dalton is as a person who he could not be any more likable. You root for his success, but when you see his play on the field, you wish it was better because you want to look at this guy and say, this guy's going to be a Bronco for life. Unfortunately, his performance on the field over the last couple of years, and now that he's going into a contract year, makes you wonder, is that going to happen? Coming up after the break, every Monday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest Products shout-out question to our guys Ty, Calcade, and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. More than a few Broncos who've been impressive at camp or expected to have a great season. We're going to give you a list of guys. A list of guys. Okay? And those guys, you get to pick one who's going to have the Pro Bowl season. Who's going to have the Pro Bowl season out of this list? Wilson, Simmons, Sertan, Sutton, Judy, Chubb, Javante Williams, or somebody else. You get to pick one. That's next. Because when I arrive, I'll bring the fire, make you come. Should stay. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us at You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At T. Fry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. Every Monday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest product shout-out question. It's Ty Calcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. More than a few Broncos who have impressed at training camp. I know it's early. Many of them are expected to have a great season. You can pick one guy off this list. Let's say the Broncos only get one pro bowler, just one. Is it going to be Wilson, Simmons, Sertan, Sutton, Judy, Chubb, Javante Williams, or somebody else? You can only pick one. I think the good news is you can make a credible argument for any of them. You can. And I think that's a bright sign after some doldrums. 
And I think Wilson, obviously, is the one who darn well has to have a good inspirational season for this team to challenge in the AFC West. But I'm going to take Justin Simmons. He's been anointed the top safety in the game by ESPN's panel. Not very knowledgeable football people. And I think he's going to be the one. He's both for on-field play and the, tan- the intangible of leadership gets around to. People know it. And, and last thing, he looks like he's having fun out there at camp. He's a really good player. I remember the day he was drafted. I was doing the show at Les. We talked to him, and I looked at Les. I said, this guy's impressive. This guy's going to be really good. And, you know, when he came out, I believe it was at Boston College. He, 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 he overcame playing for Steve Adazio at yeah. Boston College. He was known as a ball hawk. And eventually he worked his way into that no-fly zone. If I'm being completely honest, he was more of an outsider to that no-fly zone because he really didn't have the personality to fit in with TJ and Akeeb and and, uh, Chris Harris and so on and so forth. But he has made that secondary his own. Uh, With Wilson, there are too many great quarterbacks that have a chance to make the Pro Bowl. So Wilson will have to put up huge numbers. He's been picked nine times for the Pro Bowl, but sometimes it's been injury. I understand. Sutton and Judy, I don't know if either will have a 1,200-yard season because I think that Wilson will sp- spread it around. Chubb's in a contract year. Javante Williams, I don't think he'll have enough carries to me. comes down to Simmons and Sertan. I agree with you that when it comes to the Pro Bowl, once you have built that reputation that you are one of the best players in the league, you have to knock out the champion. Even if the guy, even if the guys voting have not watched you at all, <laughs> you get the vote. But Sertan is picking up speed, so I'll be a contrarian and say Sertan. Guys, what do you think? So with that, I could go with either Simmons or Sertan. I could too. But with Simmons, at the end of the day, he has built that reputation as one of the top safeties. He'll need to have about five, six interceptions. But a lot of times, guys get in on reputation. I think the Broncos will be better. Uh, I think Simmons is going to be terrific. He has looked stellar in camp. So has Sertan. Sertan is the real deal. Wilson's going to have to earn a Pro Bowl nod this time if his team is going to achieve anything Who will? at all. Who will have to earn it? Wilson. And yeah. by that, I mean he can't just be kind of an afterthought injury replacement or just a guy who's the one left after everything else is picked. He's got to be... Yeah, he's the best damn quarterback in the AFC. Well, I mean, you, you look at the you look at the division. You can make a case for all four yeah. of those guys going, right? Maybe not Carr, but no, Carr's a top ten quarterback in this league. Period. Just look at his numbers. Top ten guy, and oh by the way, he led his team to the playoffs, unlike Justin Herbert. And I think Justin Herbert's going to do that this year. I'm sure. Listen, Justin Herbert's terrific. He's never made the playoffs. Derek Carr even has more weapons. And then you throw in a Trevor Lawrence, and then you throw in Josh Allen. One guy is going to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, I forgot about Joe Burrow, your your <laughs> dream guy. So the point is, whichever guy goes to the Super Bowl will not be in, in theory, the Pro Bowl. They only take three quarterbacks, so it'll be tough sledding for Wilson. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? An NBA great passed away yesterday at the age of 88. And where does the sale of the Broncos rank with the rest of the 31 NFL franchises? That's coming up next on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports. Yes, I did. To just go down and check out the show. Yeah, they were dancing and singing and moving to the moving and just.
Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At T. Fry. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale along with the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about a place where, man, you, if you don't go to Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air, then you're going to the wrong place. I mean, I've worked with them. They put a new HVAC unit. Love that they showed up on time. Gave me a great price. Got the best product out there. Rudd. And then Mandy, she had a problem with her garbage disposal. Of course, they showed up on time, did great work. We each, Mandy and I each gave Kevin, the owner of Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air, a five-star Google review. He's up to 971 of those now. With that, Kevin, 971. Are you going to throw a party when you reach 1,000? <laughs> nah, we're just going to keep on doing what we do, and that's giving uh, good service to our customers. I am a firm believer that leadership starts from the top. What do you talk to your guys about? Because I know, and I love this, a lot of contractors, they never show up on time. What do you say to your guys when they start with you? Um, it's just a well-oiled machine. So it starts from call takers to technicians, communications, um, programming i mean it's just it's a whole training it's not just one thing it's multiple things that we work on every day to um you know be the best we can and take care of the customer we know your guys' time is very important and a lot of times people taking off from work or they're fitting us in and stuff like that and they want us to go and take care of the issue so we want to make sure that we show up on time and uh, give options and solve that issue for you so just to spell it out again it's mighty plumbing heating and air and i found out it was full service right off the hop so when you guys came over last year to install the hvac unit i said to your guy fully expecting the answer to be no i said i'm having a problem with my toilet as well but it is mighty plumbing heating and air can you take a look at it he goes absolutely i said do you work on that stuff he goes everybody who works here we do everything we do everything most companies aren't like that they usually have specialty people don't they Usually, I like to cross-train. This way, we have one technician that's out that can do everything. And so that's what I spend a lot of time on is cross-training technicians as I bring them on board and expand the company. People that just do plumbing, teaching the plumbing and the HVAC or just HVAC the plumbing. This way, they're well uh, versed when they go into a homeowner's house. Let's talk about your product, RUD. And I've mentioned it many times, but you can explain it far better than I can. You know, you want to work with a great company like Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air, but no matter how much you show up on time, no matter how great the price is, if the product isn't good, it's really not going to make much of a difference. But they essentially chose to work with you, probably not the other way around. So what is RUD? Uh, It's just one of the best uh, premium-grade equipment that you can buy. Uh, I've been personally installing it over 15 years, and our uh, breakdown rate is less than 1%, which industry standard is anywhere from 10 to 15 so they're like a tenth of what it normally is uh they stand behind us we've built a great relationship here in denver we've actually brought the band back so we're the largest dealer 
Um, and it's just been a great relationship, and it's going to continue being a great relationship. How do people get a hold of you? Easiest way is MightyPH.com. MightyPH.com. All right, so you are, what, 29 away from 1,000. Does the 1,000th five-star Google review, like, I don't know, get a a gift basket with dried fruits or something? I'm going to have to think of something on that. But, yeah, I'll definitely do something. What if I was number 576? Do I get anything? (laughs) Uh, 576 thank you that you're welcome you're welcome kevin we'll talk soon my friend see you pal thanks eric have a good one bye-bye late time now for the final word the final word is presented by the mckenzie law firm don't wait before it's too late protect your family by setting up a will living will or estate plan with dan mckenzie at the mckenziefirm.com Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, 11-time NBA champion Bill Russell died Sunday at age 88. I want to know what's the most impressive, his on-court team and personal success to uh, NCAA championships at University of San Francisco, an Olympic gold medal, and 11 NBA titles, or the activism and consciousness that led to his award, uh, led to his being awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Unfortunately, he could not have been as influential without the on-court success, which doesn't diminish anything he did. But off the court, his accomplishments, I think, were of more of more merit and impact. Playing in uh, playing in Boston at a time when Boston was pretty well known for its racist core, and fighting against that, and not really not really loving where he played or the fans he played in front of, but uh, eventually being so influential and so so outspoken and so so important in the overall fabric of sport. Your pat your platform is higher when you win. The funny thing is, when it comes to the civil rights era. I think you can make the case that Bill Russell was kind of forgotten. And what I mean by that is, what I mean by that is, he was overshadowed yeah. by Muhammad Ali. He was overshadowed by Jim Brown. He was overshadowed by others because while Bill Russell was outspoken, he wasn't brash like a Muhammad Ali. He didn't have a presence, although he was tall, like a Jim Brown. He was a he was a quiet activist compared to the others. I think he's the most influential basketball player and coach ever. Yeah, I think his greatest accomplishment on the court was winning two titles as a player coach. But there's one thing that is undeniable. You might want to say Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. You might want to say that Tom Brady is the greatest football player of all time. Wayne Gretzky is the greatest uh, hockey player of all time. If you took Jordan's titles... Okay. If you took Jordan's titles, Gretzky's titles, well, may- maybe not if you combine them all. But at the pro level, mm-hmm. if you combine Gretzky and you combine Jordan, Russell had more. The most interesting thing I read in, was in the New York Times. He's the greatest stuff. winner He's of stuff. all time in the history of sports. And that was kind of the New York Times approach. But it also, there was a very touching passage where it said that Bob Cousy wrote Bill Russell a very heartfelt later, letter later and said, you know, we didn't fight for you. Shame on us. Yeah. I was a great player. I mean, I think my favorite memory, and I'm paraphrasing here, of Bill Russell, I never watched him play, 
I believe he was at the induction ceremony. I think it was uh, at the Hall of Fame. And he looked at the Kembe Matumbo and said, I'd kick your ass. <laughs> and you know what? He would have. Yeah. I mean, if we're being completely honest here, the age of the big man back in the 1950s and 60s was Will Chamberlain, and it was Bill Russell. See how much smaller Bill Russell was than Will Chamberlain? Will Chamberlain was a monster. I will say this, though. Um, I, I am pretty sure that Bill Russell scored a lot less off the court than Will Chamberlain <laughs> scored <laughs> off the court. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk into any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. It's their sales staff that separates them. Listen, they have the best appliances, period. Whatever you want, they're going to have. Big box stores, kind of hit or miss. But their sales staff, they can help you redesign an entire kitchen. They can get you something to help you fit your budget. When you make an investment like an appliance, the deal is you need to get what's right for you. You don't want to work with the 25-year-old kid who is looking to do something else with the rest of his life at a big box store. Work with people who've worked there for decades. They're going to help you get what you want. The customer service is great. The pricing is great. My wife got a stack of a washer and dryer from them, and she couldn't have been any happier. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville. Littleton, you can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, our Broncos insider, Cordy Rourke, who writes for MileHighSports.com, joins us next to talk about another day of training camp. We ride. Like to wear. Night night. I give up my partner to give me some day, so double up to the sweat you need. We 